Good afternoon, everyone. It's Peter Bassler from ESEC Lending, uh, and it is quarter end today. It's March 31st, and for our discussion today, I'm joined by Brooke Gilman, who runs our client team, as well as Jim Maroney, who runs our trading desk. And Brooke is coming to us from beautiful Burlington, Vermont, right on Lake Champlain. And Jim Maroney is coming to us from Dartmouth, Massachusetts. And I am again in Westport, Connecticut. So just to kick things off, um, you know, quarter ends have become interesting because of borrower um, balance sheets and regulations like Basel and Dodd-Frank which are challenging the borrower balance sheets as far as hitting limits at quarter ends and year ends. So Jim, can you tell us a little bit about how quarter end and especially maybe this one is affecting borrowers and trading desks and our lending activity? Sure. Uh, let me start though, Peter, by saying, well, I do think Burlington is beautiful. Dartmouth Mass is on Buzzards Bay. So check it out on a map. It is a beautiful spot as well. Uh, are we, are we comparing beauty here, Jim? Is that what's happening yeah. or? Good thing we don't no. have video on. Just, uh, <laughs> just for clarity, that's all. All right. Um, yeah, it's, it's um, exhausted. Today was an exhausting day. It felt more like a year end. Um, March 31st is Japanese year end. So um, probably added to the, uh, I guess the activity is, is the best way to put it. It was orderly. It wasn't, um, there were very little surprises, um, but it's exhausting. So uh, in this environment, <clears throat> it feels like forever ago, but if you think about Q4 and prior, there's a been, been a big focus in the securities lending market to, um, to both flip to non-cash and to term things up um, when you can. And so that term component, um, I'm starting to think adds a lot of this, um, churn or activity that we've been seeing lately. So today, um, there are two factors kind of in play, a quarter end, the cash component of a securities lending program um, is at risk as things move around. So you, you want to um, you want to be um, set, done, and dusted with your cash component by the end of the quarter. Um, the, the problem is um, sometimes it's difficult to stay funded. So uh, in the U.S. to borrow a stock, you need a purpose um, beyond two days. So, uh, today we saw a lot of returns <clears throat> as people close shorts. And I think, um, there are shorts in the market. There's not a ton, uh, like, like you're hearing reported on, um, various sites. I, I think there's, um, in pockets, there's short, certainly the industries we talked about in the last podcast, um, that are kind of in focus, but, uh, otherwise you're not seeing a lot of Apple shorts and, and the like. Um, but, Jim, let me ask you a quick question. These yeah. returns are really more the general collateral or easy to borrow stocks. Yeah. yeah. The specials stay out, right? Over quarter end? On quarter end, yeah. We, we, did, a, we did a little bit of uh, re-rating and pushing a specials this morning, but for the most part, it's a general collateral day uh, on quarter end. But yeah, it has been last week was one of the busiest weeks we've seen um, in probably years on the specials front. So that's exciting for the long term, but, but today was a trigger day that we had to get through. Um, we, a lot of the prime brokers, because of the 20% drop this quarter in just take us, for instance, the U S names, um, which is really the only market with a big cash component to it. That 20% drop means all the repos that they've committed to, um, where they're taking cash and pledging equities, they had to backfill with equity. So they need to come up with them. So they're borrowing and churning from us because they don't necessarily have a short against it, but for a day or two, they can borrow 
plug it into a shell. Uh, on our side, you, you reinvest the cash. If that cash goes into something that's less liquid or you go into a money market fund that you may not want to pull out of, um, for whatever reason, you need to keep that funded. And um, so I say it, it was orderly because everybody um, historically has been the case anyway, but there, there are very little bad actors on quarter ends and year ends. Everybody wants to just have no surprises and get through it. And so um, that's where we ended up the day. So I'm, I'm pleased with that. But it is um, it was an exhausting day. And then and how, tomorrow, so, so does this ahead. affect this doesn't affect all clients, right? So if you're a specials only client, this probably has less effect on your program than if you're yeah. pushing out equity GC and treasuries and equity, you know, corporate GC, right? I would say so. It might be a better question for Brooke, but I think specials only folks are generally lean toward the more conservative side. And so probably don't do much with their cash that, um, that isn't in and out at a buck. Brooke. Right. Yeah, no, we definitely, our clients that are focused more just on intrinsic lending. So specials focus rather than doing a lot of general collateral quarter end and year ends aren't really as, um, consequential. Um, there's not a lot of reason to to uh, be overly concerned about where balances are. And then it also depends on what your collateral profile is too. Um, and what, you know, what sort of loans you're doing and, and what collateral you're taking, whether quarter ends a focus um, for particular client programs or not. Um, and ultimately though, even for those clients where quarter end is a focus, I think that most often it's the agent, it's, it's people in our shoes that are actually the ones putting that focus in on the program. And so I think for a lot of clients, um, other than just having an awareness of how things are being managed um, and you know where their balances are and where revenues are and ultimately what they're putting their cash into, um, you know, I think a lot of clients don't spend a lot of time worrying about it as much. Uh, it's probably mostly for those clients that are either really engaged in lending, say, their treasury assets in the market or are engaged in the reinvestment of their own cash collateral, either into their own fund vehicles or, you know, their own separate accounts that they're managing. I think where we have the most interaction around quarter end discussions. Great. And Jim, I think earlier you were saying something about tomorrow. You, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts for kind of post quarter end as far as the borrowing environment? Yeah. So, uh, Earlier in obviously in um, the Fed cut 100 basis points earlier in March, and so um, a lot of the reinvest pools are yielding quite a bit more than where uh, OBFR is, which is what you you're, you base your um, cash raise on. So where we lend, we lend off of OBFR. So that spread remains you know 90 bips. OBFR is at 10, and a lot of those the reinvestor at, at 1%. So what we saw coming into this quarter end and what made it particularly difficult is um, a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of lenders hoovered up any supply at enhanced rates. So we were seeing GC in the equity lending space trade as high as OBFR plus 30 and 35. So, uh, which makes sense if your yield is still elevated because of whatever you own hasn't reset at these lower levels post the basis point cut by the Fed. So fast forward to today, it made it more difficult to find loans. You can't manufacture uh, short interest to, to compensate for the cash needs. Um, so now that we're past that, um, where do we end up? I think the Japanese banks will loosen up a little bit. And so we'll see more activity and more borrows from them, which got tight around their year end. Um, but with everybody else, I would anticipate elevated rates 
for GC new loans going forward until um, all the money funds and, and portfolios that folks already have reset to these lower levels. So it could be a number of weeks or as much as a month before we get back to normal levels. But what, Peter, what Jim's saying though is, is it, it goes sort of in tandem with one another, the elevated rates for, um, for balances and for cash sort of are somewhat um, correlated to where the yields are on um, the cash that's being reinvested. And so, you know, yes, they're at higher rates, but so long as there's still a very healthy spread to where you can reinvest that cash collateral, those trades still make sense for clients that are interested in that sort of a lending profile. Um, so, you know, I don't think that it, it differs what makes sense for client profile versus what it may have been in the past. It's more about whether your spread to your, your cash reinvestment product is um, still healthy and still viable. Yeah, I would, I'd, I'd add that for a lot of the cash lenders in the market today, it, before the crisis, I think a prime fund would be OBFR plus 20 and you'd lend it minus five or flat. So your spread on that total trade is 25, 30 bips. Um, but today, even at plus 25 and you're yielding, which is 35 bips on an absolute basis and you're yielding uh, above 1%, that's a 65 bips through the middle. So it's technically cheaper, even though we're paying higher levels today. Uh, and there's enough players who manage their cash that way that it can skew the whole market, even for those folks we were talking about with the um, with min spreads and might be doing kind of warm names that kind of aren't getting that kind of spread on it. So maybe that's not going out the door. It'll be a while before it get back to normal, I think. Okay, great. Well, I think that was that was really interesting, Jim and Brooke. Appreciate that. I think the, the quarter-end dynamics remain something to watch out for as a lender. Depending on your program uh, parameters and guidelines, it may or may not affect you uh, in a big way, but I think it's, uh, it's obviously a dynamic to, to watch out for as a lender. Um, and Jim and Brooke, thanks for your color on the borrower on the client side. And we'll, uh, we'll wrap things up and you guys can enjoy your views of your respective lakes. I was going to say, before we wrap, I'd want Jim to know that I'm currently on Google Maps checking out Dartmouth and Buzzards Bay. And you're, uh, you, you need to pinpoint me to where you are, Jim, so that I can, uh, or, or give me a photo of your immediate surroundings and then we can um, compare like for like. Will do. I vote, I vote on an offsite at Jim's Lake sometime this summer when the quarantine's over. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Thank everyone. You.